0: Raging Cajun Nation to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand. And let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey,
1: I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Alar! Ready! ready! Who's your team ready? ready. Who's your team
0: ready? ready. That's it! got one thing to say right here. Cajun win!
2: Ladies and gents. Welcome into another edition of Rage and Review Podcasts. Whole crew is here tonight or this afternoon. I'm so used to having these late games that saying tonight just seems natural. But for once, we're doing an early afternoon post-game. Unfortunately, it's not a happy post-game because uh we got our asses kicked, boys. Uh Josh, as you can, if you're watching the the live stream on YouTube, you can tell Josh is sitting in a vehicle right now, heading back to what I, I'm guessing is the hotel out in Tallahassee so gonna get some some special insight from him as he was at the game Jerry is in as well uh, got his tech problems worked out as you know we we typically do before we start these things but we'll kick it to Josh first Josh man that was that was tough to watch on TV I can imagine it was a lot worse than person uh, yeah tell us about your experience today
0: well I'm gonna be a sour puss. so be prepared for that. But if we're talking strictly from a game day experience, Florida State is, it, you got to put it on your to-do list. It was cool. Uh, the pregame, uh, they've got all the pageantry that you know, like old-time college football is. Um, when we went, we entered into Gate H and where we were walking in, the band just so happened to be running onto the field during, uh, you know, While the the, where the player area is when you walk in, they line the sides of the concourse and then the bands, you know, tuba, saxophones, everything just started running onto the field. Really cool experience. uh, If you like the band and the whole, you know, like, again, the pageantry of college football from that angle and obviously uh, renegade the horse and, you know, throwing the spear on the 50 yard line and all of that, all of it. Uh, no Looney Tunes. Happy to report no Looney Tunes from Florida State. <laughs> uh, the game day experience was really cool. Top notch. One of my favorites I've ever experienced. Really enjoyed it. Catherine really enjoyed it. Uh, we had a pretty nice contingent of Cajun fans. I can't really put a number on it because they were kind of spread out. But uh, where we sat, it was kind of concentrated and there was there was a good amount of people. So was happy to see your parents make the trip, you know. Old alumni that I haven't seen in a very long time make the trip. Uh, some of our personal friends were out there, so that was nice. Uh, so, those were the positives from a game day experience. Camps is really nice, uh, it was easy to get to, tailgating was fine, all good. Everything else, uh, I, not much to say that went well.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, and then you get to the game part, man. Um... Hard to watch, especially in that first quarter where we just couldn't stop them at all. Like there was nothing we could do to stop their offense. Our defense could just uh, and then offensively, we come out and and just look like a a third grade team playing, you know, LSU. I mean, it was it was it was hard to watch, man.
0: I've never been a FBS quarterback uh, starting quarterback. So I don't know what it feels like to go out and play in front of 65 to 70,000 people screaming for their team. Uh, I thought that Chandler looked a little bit shaken early. I thought he played a lot better in the second half for what it's worth. Now you can say that's against their three and four deep and a bunch of freshmen. Uh, you can make that, that argument and that would be correct. But in the first half, we missed open receivers. We made bad reads. We missed blocks running backs on a couple of occasions, missed chips. Uh, Florida state is elite defensively. Their front seven is as good as we thought it was probably better, honestly. Uh, but just too many, too many misses. I was encouraged by the defense on the first drive. We forced them to the three third downs. Of course, we didn't convert on any of them. Uh, but you kind of felt good about the defense and their physicality. Florida State blew them off the ball. Florida State, uh, Florida State. When they came up, when they came out and lined up against us, off the, their offense against our defense. Like for example, you saw number fourteen, and of course, I always forget his name. But when he lined up against Eric Garer. You know, I like to think that Eric Garrett is one of our, if not best defensive players, he's one of our most reliable defensive players. When they lined up man on man, there was a foot and a half of, of difference in size. And not to mention Jordan Travis and all of his abilities and his athletic prowess and the way he throws the football. I mean, they're an intimidating team to look at. So from the jump, it was not very promising. Uh, and I know we'll get into more detail later, but just from that that very initial... Uh, Impression They they are They're a good football team
2: Yeah and that that's what worried me going in Is that uh, again we have a young Offensive line that's been beat up and then You you have an injury Carlos Rubio Didn't play today so that that just added on To how how difficult things were going to be But I get that you know They they lost some Questionable games earlier in the season that you're like Oh well they lost to Jacksonville State last season But when you look at what they've done In the last couple of games I mean I guess the cherry on top for us is that we got to score 17 points, which is more than, than Syracuse and Miami combined against them. Maybe that's, that's a, that's a good point. But when you look at the physicality and the size and just the aggressiveness of that defense and, and offensively, I mean, they were just running it down our throats. I mean, uh, I, not many teams can or are going to be able to compete against them right now. Jerry, what'd you see in the game early as we kind of kicked off on, on a bad note with just letting him run it down our throat. What'd you see?
3: Well, early on, I see that Mike Norvell's uh, experiment is working. He's in his third year as coach. He's really built kind of the, the, the prototypical type of team that he wants. It's that same type of team he had in Memphis, which is what got him the job at, at Florida state. And and it's all come to fruition, especially these last two or three weeks, when you go to Miami and you win against your arch rival at their place, 45 to three. And when you go play a Syracuse team that started out the season pretty hot, I believe they were in the top 10 in one uh, at one point and you beat them 38 to three. That's very intimidating to have to face that at, at their house. And I think it all kind of came to fruition in those first few drives. You know, we take pride in our front seven. They gashed gashed us three or four straight drives. I mean, they just ran the ball down our throat. You know, the big threat going in was Jordan Travis. Obviously, he has great feet. He's elusive. He also throws the ball well, but they ran it on us, and that was something that was very surprising to me. I thought they were going to mix it up a little bit more, but they didn't. They ran it down our throats, and it's just a compliment to their offensive line. It's a compliment to how fundamentally sound they were because we take pride in our defense. Uh, I also thought offensively, you know, not having having Ben Waldridge, having Chandler Fields have to come in early on, you could definitely tell um, the defense. I mean, the offense sort of missed a little bit of a half step uh, just because Chandler is coming off of a five-week injury. So, you know, it, it's just one of those games I said coming in, you know, go in there, play hard, try your best to cover the spread, see where the chips fall where they may and get ready for Texas State. And that's kind of how it turned out. Now, I will give credit to our team in the second half, 49-3, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, this team would have lost 70-3. to And this team didn't give up in spite of the fact that Florida State had their third and fourth stringers in. Our team still fought to the final whistle. And I got to tip my hat off to them. I tip my hat off to the effort. So hopefully scoring those two touchdowns in the fourth quarter can kind of add a little bit of confidence, especially at the fact that we go to a team that we've pretty much owned uh, next week in texas state and that third or fourth string at, at at uh at florida state may be equivalent to the first or second string that we face at texas state so if we can move the ball in the second half like we did uh against florida state i, I feel pretty good going into san marcus i just hope this team can brush it off very fast and go in next week with a mindset of do or die you know next week determines whether or not the season ends so um just overall, like it's kind of what I expected. Florida State's just a really, really good football team. Mike Norvell has that machine rolling in Tallahassee, but uh, I like the fact that our guys didn't quit, and hopefully they can carry that second-half momentum into San Marcos next week and get a win.
0: And, yeah. on, Nick, real quick on, on Jerry's point about the second half. In 2019, Billy Napier took an inexperienced but talented team into Alabama. We got totally dominated in the first half. We came out in the second half when we actually beat them in the second half and yes it was two and three deep and it was very similar to this situation the only thing was it was earlier in the year different different spot on the schedule but there were some similarities and parallels now look I'm not about to sunshine pump and and we'll get into the negatives later or here in a minute but we we got to be able to take the small wins Uh, I want to say that Michael Jefferson had a game that I thought I thought Gerald Broussard put it well I was listening to the end of the broadcast he said The tape that MJ put together today showed that he was an NFL receiver. John Stevens had a very, very good, uh, I call it effective second half. He did some things that we've been waiting to see him do all year. Uh, Look at Dre Washington. Draylon Washington put together one hell of a game, honestly. You take away that fumble, he was probably our MVP on offense. So I just want to make those points real quick before we move on. And Jerry, it's a good point about the second half.
2: Yeah and 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 that was important to me too Jerry. Um we needed to see something out of Chandler and I think we saw it in the second half. I think the first half was just him getting adjusted being back to QB1 in in a an FBS situation. Um Josh before we go Terry has requested to speak and by the way all of you on our Twitter space if you'd like to speak please request. We'll uh we'll go ahead and and give you guys a floor in a couple seconds. Also, if you want to call in, I'm going to throw up the call-in line for you guys watching uh, on live stream, but I will not be able to take the call live, so please leave a message. I will go ahead and play that for the boys and uh, and we'll comment on it, but uh, let's go to the Twitter space. Terry Johnson, you're up. What's going on, man? What did you think of what you saw today?
1: Hey, uh, yeah, hey. It, t- it was a tough day. It was a tough morning. Um, uh, yeah, I, I first of all, I want to say like, for anybody in any Cajun fans, you can't put this gloss on, on Chandler. I think that's very unfair for some people that are thinking that um, I, I'll be honest. I, I watched the first quarter, he got 21 to zero. And I didn't think that just going into the game, I really didn't think much more was, was gonna, was gonna, good was going to happen. Uh, I knew Florida State was going to be you know good up front. I already saw that coming. I just at least wanted to see some fight. And I saw some fight in the second half, you know, when I when I tuned in, right? So like that's what that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see his fight. Um but I mean like I I think like we just need to look at as far as the quarterback situation cuz everybody's I get it. Everybody's clamoring for for Zion. Everybody wants Zion. Hey, I want Zion. Like I I want to see the guy play. But we at least got to give Chandler uh, a chance to finish the season. Be fair to him, and he didn't have a full offensive line. Now, now, what I will say is that, like, miss with Ben. I think we take a lot of us take Ben for granted. Um, he is, undoubtedly, like, like he he's without a doubt the leader of the team. I don't think anybody disputes that he leads this team. He puts everybody on his back. He does a great job as far as like managing the drive and he makes good decisions he's big he's strong and i gotta say i don't know if y'all remember on that four it was 14 to zero it was right before they weirdly gave us the first down then they wanted to measure like y'all remember that
2: oh yeah they measured it and then which i've never seen before in in football at any level they buzz from the top (laughs) to review like usually the cultural so challenge but I've never seen them yeah. measure and then say well hold on the booth wants to review this I've never seen that it was a
1: d- it was the dumbest thing but but before that happened right it was, it was third and it was like third and 3 I saw Chandler try to run for the first down and I get it he's like the lone starting quarterback as of right now he's behind him I ne- I don't see him put his body on the line to get that first down he looked like he was like scared to go through the hole if Ben was out there Ben would have lowered his shoulder and gone through the hole. Now, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. You know, you get the first down, you might get hurt. I understand that. But I don't, I I don't, like, like, like I think Josh said at the beginning, like, he, like, Chandler just looks scared out there. I mean, he hadn't played in, like, five games. I get it. But Ben, if Ben was out there, I want to think, like, Ben Wooldridge has that dog in him. He would have loaded his shoulder. He would have got the first down. We would have would we would we have won. I don't think. I don't think we would have. But I think we would, would have at least extended more drives in the game. And of course, you know, like defense can't really do much when the offense can't stay on the field. But I will say this, guys, we didn't lose to Vanderbilt today. <laughs> yes, that we did <laughs> not do. About man? That? <laughs> How about not, that? We Wait, lost so the number 23 <laughs> team in the country. We did not lose What's to Vanderbilt, I'll tell you that.
3: What's insane about that game Terry there's one of the touchdowns from Vanderbilt. Now this now, now we didn't make any blunders like this today but uh on a punt return Florida Florida's return man yeah. calls a fair catch at the 5-yard line must must the return and Vanderbilt recovers it in their end zone for a touchdown. I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, could yes. you imagine if if that would have been a snowball effect for us today if we did something like yep. that?" Yeah. Yep. Oh, man, yeah. Uh,
1: Got a lot of work so, to yeah. do in Gainesville. Yeah, and so so I say this, man. Like, last thing I'm gonna say is, I love Des. I love this team. I wanted to see Hart, and then that second second half, I saw Hart. Like, you can't you can't get mad when obviously the other team is more talented than you are. Can't get can't get mad about that. Like, I mean, it. I've been have I've gone out there and I've been skull drugged before by a team better than me, and I couldn't I couldn't whimper at the fact that. Oh, man, we should have won. I mean, like you just got to admit that when you've been had, been had. I mean, but, you know, I do need to see a little bit more out of the starting quarterback putting the team on his back and going for that first down. But like I said, we probably, you know, probably still wouldn't have ended up in a good spot anyway. Uh, But, hey, we'll we'll get uh, Texas State back next week. I got faith in them.
2: I appreciate it, Terry. Thanks for, thanks for chiming in. No, I agree with you, man. I, at the beginning of the game, Chandler looked rattled. He looked like he was, he was scared. Um, I mean, if you have that defense going up against you, I guess I'd be scared too. So that's not, you know, that's not, uh, not something to be, to be ashamed about, but I think he recovered nicely. And I think uh, I, again, we scored 17 points against them. That's, that's more than double what, what the other teams have scored on them in the month of november so that's something to, to look forward to and but again our, our biggest game of the season is going to be next weekend at texas state and it's a must win if we want to keep this thing rolling and uh, uh i mean jerry do, do you think did ben uh not ben i'm sorry did chandler show you enough tonight to tell you that that we are coming out against texas state firing all on all cylinders or are you still kind of hesitate going into that game next weekend
3: no, I, I think I think Chandler can get it done against Texas State. Look, we played a defense that sh- had basically shut down the school across the basin. We played a defense that only gave up six points in the last two weeks against combined against Syracuse and Miami on the road. I knew Chandler was going to have some trouble. I mean, again, it's his first game back since late September or early October. He's coming off an injury, and, and your first play is at Doe Campbell against the number 11 defense in the country so you're going to get the jitters you're going to mess up every once in a while there were a lot of mistakes he made in the first half i think one thing i'll give credit to chandler too was he you notice he calmed down a little bit in the second half his decision making was a little more crisp he kind of slowed the game down a little bit he made some good throws he was actually able to elude the blitz a little bit better not granted you know, Florida State had their second or third string in, but their second or third string at Florida State could start anywhere else too. So I thought he did a good job kind of calming himself down. And and look – you don't score two touchdowns in the second half against them if you're not calm and if you don't get better. So no, going into Texas State, I'm fully confident Chandler's going to get it done. He gets a full week of practice this week to prepare now. So no, I feel fine. The main thing is, is I don't expect our defense to give up a 21 nothing lead either in the first quarter to Texas State. When that happens, you also have uh you 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 make it harder to to run through that brick wall of a defense when you spot them 21 which we'll talk about in a little bit defensively so I thought Chandler did a good job in the second half I mean I was very critical those first two quarters I thought he missed some easy targets he forced some throws I didn't I, you know he wasn't supposed to Made didn't make the best reads maybe should have thrown that out of bounds once or twice instead of taking a sack but now nah, if he plays like he did in the second half against Texas State I feel really really good I think he'll be okay
2: so let's talk about, before we uh, we move on, about defense. Josh, let's talk about defense. Uh, 45 rushing attempts for 251 yards uh, in the air. I mean, again, um, they didn't have to throw the ball, but they had 189 yards in the air, 440 yards of total offense for Florida State. Is that is that more a testament? I mean, obviously, Florida State's really, really good. I'm assuming that's more of a testament to how good they are, uh, and not how how poorly we played. But I'm just going to go back again and mention it again. They played against Syracuse, one thirty-eight to three. Syracuse is the 18th ranked total defense of the country. Miami, 42nd total defense, one forty-five to three. They hung 35 on Louisville, 38th in the country. I'm thinking it's 100% on Florida State being that damn good, but what do you think, Josh?
0: Well, I can tell you that outside of Zion Hill Green and maybe Sonny, nobody else was winning one-on-one, nobody. When Jordan Quibito, your most reliable tackler, is being dragged when he's in a a one-on-one head-up matchup with Benson, the, the running back, Quib was in position. He was there, and this is no knock on Quib. He was just getting dragged around. He needed. We needed two and three guys to bring down their runners. The offensive line opened gaping holes the the entire game, but I know you said 440 in the game, but they probably had 300 or more in the first half. They might have had 200-plus in the first quarter. I mean, first the first quarter was absolutely atrocious. Uh, and I'm not putting that on anybody in particular. We couldn't move the ball, and that's attributed to many, many things. But defensively, you know, so to stay on task defensively, we just weren't winning anywhere. Their offensive line dominated. Their quarterback is elusive. Even when we would flush him out, he was able to make plays. And even when he didn't throw accurate passes, his receivers were making catches. Uh, so you got to give a lot of the credit to Florida State. I think Terry nailed it when, you said, when he said you can't, you can't blame any one particular guy or one particular position group because at the end of the day, we were better. Uh, excuse me, they were better everywhere. Uh, That's just the bottom line. Even, like Jerry said, into their two and three, they were better. So we were getting beat. Now, second half, a little – everything changes when you're up at half. What was it, 35-3? Everything changes. The game changes. The game flow changes. The way you approach the game changes. Uh, I think Chandler was able to settle in because he hit a couple of deep balls, softened up the middle of that defense where they had to respect the deep ball. That's something that Ben goes into the game, and the threat is there from the jump. I think as soon as they saw Chandler, they said, hey, you're going to have to beat us. You're going to have to beat us deep or we're going to stop everything and push everybody up front. I, I thought that that was very obvious early on. They were so fast out on the edges. Um, and, and, and look, our guys really didn't make plays. I didn't think the offensive game plan was too bad. I didn't think it was vanilla or anything like that. I, just name, name somebody who went out and made plays. Trey Washington is the only person that I can think of. Uh, Williams had a couple of nice carries. Uh, Chris Smith was basically uh, he he was a non-factor. Uh, Mike Jefferson, again, he was effective. Stevens in the second half effective, but nobody went out and wowed you. Nobody went out and made plays. Um, but but I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of getting off topic. Defense, we just got beat. Point of attack the entire game, or, or when the when the game was in doubt at least. Point of attack, technique, uh, not technique uh, assignments. I just didn't see a whole lot of winning. That's just
1: the truth.
3: I, I didn't think we came in like, I don't know if we really came in with a really good game plan schematically. Um, This is probably the first game and, and look, credit Florida state's offense. They're a high powered offense. But if you notice a lot of their, like, like when Jordan Travis would, would get, would throw or get a pass off, it seems like their receivers were on an Island by themselves and that's that's not something i'm used to seeing our secondary takes pride in press coverage and even even when we had two guys on their receivers they were able to create separation against us which is very odd for us because that doesn't happen often so i i don't know what the game plan was i don't know what our defensive coaches saw in florida state to protect to to, to for pass coverage but it definitely did not look it didn't look too too impressive to me today um and maybe it's because of Florida State being that good, I don't know, but it just looked odd for us, I think.
2: And just a reminder before we keep going um if you want to chime in, uh our number 337-761-6561 again, I can't take your call live, but feel free to uh to leave a voicemail, we'll play it. And then also if you're in the Twitter space, I see uh big cheeses in here. If you guys want to chime in as well, request to speak, I will grant it. I'll I'll kind of switch gears a little bit right now and, and talk about our program as a whole because we felt and i know i felt like over the past couple of years we thought we had gone past the point of feeling like we were taking money games or being being there the easy win for for power five quote unquote teams in in the country and then we go to florida state and just get our butts whipped and it, you kind of it's I'm kind of conflicted because at one at one end I want to say okay here we go we're falling back into that again but on the other hand Florida State showed me over the past few weeks how how good they are and and they've blown out you know power five teams so I don't know necessarily I mean at the beginning of the game when we were playing so poorly go down 21 nothing looked like we're gonna get blown out 120 to nothing I felt like oh no here we go again but I think you know and I, and i get they had their second string you know we, we had some second string third string fourth string guys out later in the game i get that but i i, I don't feel like we're we've regressed to a point where we're we're going to be somebody's body bag game we you know next season I feel like that Florida State is that good. We'll see next week against against Florida, who just got, you know, lost to Vandy. So um, I don't know. Josh, what do you think? I, I know you were kind of in the same boat as me earlier in today's game going, here we go again, body bag game. Um, do you think we've regressed as a program, or do you think this is a one-off, you know, just happened, Florida State just happens to be that good this year?
0: It's a good question because it's hard to say. Florida State is smoking hot right now. It feels like they've really hit their stride back as a, as a power program. Um, and it, it felt like we just got a gut punch when we got the news about Ben on Tuesday. It felt like you know, we were playing good football, and I made that point on the preview. But if you don't, if you go in there without your leader, I mean, that changes everything, right? It's a road game. It's a late-season, non-con game. It's, it's a little bit different on the schedule. I don't know, Nick. I, I, I think it's a good question. I like to use Mississippi State as a really good litmus test for this team. Um, When we were on the up, right, when we were starting to come up under Billy, we went to Mississippi State and we got totally throttled by a good Mississippi State team, but they weren't great. They were good, not great. Now, they had that great defensive line, and half of those guys are in the NFL that first time we played Mississippi State in Mississippi State, but they crushed us. The very next year, we went into the New Orleans uh, Superdome, the the Superdome, and – we could have won the football game. And it felt like it was a a clear line of demarcation from a program that was learning how to win and learning how to be successful to a program that felt like it should win games like that, or it should compete at least. And that was on the, on the rise. Right. And there's sometimes as fans where we catch ourselves trying to hold on to that, where we're not, we're hoping that we're not regressing at all, but certainly we don't want to go back to six and six bustle days. You know, I know that's kind of a joke. Among fans, Uh, but it's hard not to sit in that stadium and watch the first 15 minutes of that game and not feel like, "Wow, we've fallen off of a cliff." It's it's hard not to watch that and not think that. And I'm just, I'm just being honest. Again, they had superior athletes. I thought they had a superior game plan offensively. To be honest with you, Um, so I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm not going to give a yes or a no. It's certainly concerning. But Florida State might be a whole lot better than we think. I think that they might be getting better as we speak at hitting their stride, uh, yet to be determined. Maybe yeah. maybe Jerry has a little more of a cogent thought.
3: <laughs> well, I think, first of all, and we've said it all season long, I mean, this is pretty much the tale of our year. Um, you know, Des took over a team that had to replace over – he replaced over 20, 20 coaches. Um, then you have – eight or nine guys go into the portal. You have a bunch of people that, you know, you have a bunch of people that basically, I mean, they're in, they're, they're starting for other teams. I mean, we lost a lot of guys. So have we regressed as a program? I wouldn't say regressed in, in a way where expectations are down or the standards down, but I think as a whole, honestly, I think, you know, we've regret we've regressed, this year just because of the circumstances not because our program's going down um you know the the the, the verdict is still out you know Des can come back next year and go win 10 games right so I think I, I can't say we've regressed as a program yet I think we have to give it another year or two to really find out um as far as Florida State look Florida state they're eight and three right now two of their losses one was by six to Clemson the other one was by, I think, two to North Carolina State, and they were driving on that last drive into NC State territory on the road, and Jordan Travis threw up a prayer that he should have never thrown, and it got picked off instead of kicking, kicking a game-winning field goal. So they lost two games by a combined score of eight points. They also beat LSU. So this team, <laughs> and, and you again, you've seen what they've done these last couple weeks. This team is good. And with all of the circumstances that we've had to deal with this year, the adversities we've had to face, these close losses, just the, the the coaching turnover, the roster turnover, and then you go play a team that even in their losses, lost to the best of the best and beat some of the best of the best. you, you It's ripe for what happened today. That's why when I went into the game, I said, let the chips fall where they may. You never know what's going to happen. But at the same time, I wasn't going to be too upset if we came up short. I think for me it was almost I was more concerned about the effort. What we're gonna put effort out there. In the first half, it didn't look like we put too much effort in there, but that's also a compliment to how good Florida State is. It was when in the second half when I started to see the way we kept fighting and kept battling. Again, that makes me feel good going into next week. And back to your original question of regressing as a program, when you play like you did in the second half today, it goes to show you that we still have standards. We still have standards that that go a long way. We still have standards to show that we're not going to quit on somebody. We still have standards to show that it doesn't matter who we face. We're going to play you to the final whistle in spite of the score. So, again, we have, we have a chance to still salvage this season. But you played a team right now in Florida State. To me, if you took – I know they're ranked number 20. I think they're a top 15 team, to be honest with you. Um, I know the record – that the ranking kind of determined is determined by some of their losses early on. But if you take the last five or six weeks, they're a top 15 team. And if they win next week against Florida, they may be that top 15 team. So we just, basically we just ran into a buzzsaw today. I guess is the best way to describe it.
2: And I think you go back and you look, I mean the football team last year, Florida state five and seven losing to Jacksonville state getting crushed by Wake Forest losing to to Louisville and, and, you know, I mean, you look at that team and, and it's the same. It's like us. It's it's mostly the same guys. They lost some key players, but they came out and, and they look like a totally different program this year. So you last year, we were licking our chops, man. We were going. It's time to go. We're going to you know, we're going to we're going to get them. We're going to we're going to take them on. We're going to kick their ass and in, in, um, almost said Gainesville, but Tallahassee. And then and then this happened. So, um yeah, I mean, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming um, this year. I thought
3: we'd be in it a little bit more, but uh, again, this this week I didn't feel good about it. Let me make another point real quick. Take our team in 2010. We go three and nine. We lose to Western Kentucky, a team that had just joined the FBS on a 28-game losing streak. Okay, we lost a bunch of games that we should not have lost that year, which would mark the end of Coach Bustle's tenure. The same exact team the next year goes 9-4, and comes within one game of a conference championship, and, and finishes with a W in the New Orleans Bowl in epic fashion on national TV. I see similarities with Florida State there. Same team, different mindset, different coach. Now, granted, Mike Norvell lost to Jacksonville State, but what I'm saying is, though, is he's. it just goes to show you he's getting his team here now. He's established his program, his players, his scheme, his expectations. It's taking them a little bit longer, but I see similarities there um, with the from uh, you know a year or two removed from losing to Jacksonville State. Even though it's technically the same roster, the mindset, the attitude, the expectations, and the standards are definitely different, and they've come to fruition, and that's what you're seeing now with with the uh, with the Knowles. And I think the point I was trying to make is that
2: you know we're in one year, year one with Dez, I mean, we, we have the potential to be that good again next year, like we were the last two years, but we've we've gotta give our staff time. First of all, we gotta get a full staff. Second of all, we gotta give them time like Norville did to get his players and his system uh, really entrenched into that program. I see Terry wants to wants to speak. Terry, what's on your mind, man?
1: Yeah, about like what y'all say about as far as the state of the program, what it is right now, what it used to be. Like for more context, right? Like, look at App State, right? A peer program who hired within, who, you know, Coach Clark, I'm a huge fan of Coach Clark. Like, he's coaching his alma mater. He's living his dream. They ran into a snag this year. And, you know, they lost some games they shouldn't have lost. But also, you look, he has two top 25 wins under his belt. He's not even done with his third year. And this is not their best year. So give Des time. Also, look at BYU. Like, they're losing to Utah Tech right now, six to zero, an FCS school. And BYU was like a team a couple years ago. We were talking about, like, they're going to the Big 12, and, like, you know, they're also like a potential New Year six team. And they also have an interior higher end, Kalani Satake, who also played at, you know, BYU, who knows that area. So, like, you, when you look at other programs that have done what we've done, you see some failures, but you also see some success. And BYU has had years of success a lot with, you know, Kalei Sataki, But this is his one bad year. And even their fans are like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Fire him. Like, sometimes fans, us fans, we're impatient. We need to give it time. Let's just take a breather. Because I feel like programs like BYU and App State got it right. Like, they have their guy. Just give the guys time. So just give Dez another year and, like, relax.
2: Yeah, and and Terry, you know, I'm going to say it again. I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. I I think I felt like going into the season. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna get this done. We you, we lost a couple of players, but I trust in Dez, and we still got the 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 root of the team there. We got this, and and I think in the back of my mind, I knew how much of a negative effect everything playing out would have. Um, but you know, I I don't. Uh, somebody posted i don't know who it was but somebody posted a picture of Jerry Baldwin and said here we go again no that i mean this is nothing like the jerry baldwin days at all like negative a thousand like this is not we're not, our program is not regressed to a level of Jerry Baldwin. I'm sorry, we're taking a step back in year one of Dez when, he, when his entire program was basically decimated from a coaching and support standpoint. We gotta give the guy time, we gotta give the players our support, and we gotta get the players, look, zion Chris, did I want him to play today? 100%, but did I expect him to play or did I actually want him to take the field today? Hell no, because I feel like zion is, the, the future of our program at the quarterback position, but I don't want him getting injured in some, you know, trash time against Florida state where we're getting blown out by five touchdowns. Let the kid have a chance next year or the following year. But, but you know, we gotta, we gotta take what we have currently make the best of it, make a bowl game that starts obviously next week because we gotta beat Texas state. And then and then look to the future. But we gotta give I'm with you, Terry. We gotta give the man time and don't be calling him Jerry Baldwin for God's sakes. Jerry Baldwin won what three games in three seasons? And then wanted to sue us for discrimination. Come on, man. You were just a terrible football coach that should have never been hired. That's
0: I, y'all boys. That's y'all boys at the Barstool account, you all
2: favorite people. <laughs> terrible take, terrible take. By the way, Josh, I, I was laughing. Jerry, I just want to say I was not laughing at your comments that you were making. I was just watching Josh lose his Over Catherine's driving. That was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I could read his lips and I'm like, Are you kidding me right now, man? You're a terrible (laughs) backseat driver.
0: No, I'm not a backseat driver. You don't know what I was just dealing with.
3: (laughs) Excuse me.
2: (laughs) She was about to tell me what you were dealing with. Oh, man. Live stream. Better be good, man. She's going to make you walk home. Goodness. Singing singing
0: freaking two chains and driving in the other lane. All right. Hey, every if nobody's to around, speak, every time I try to speak, I'm going over one of the reflectors. Du-dum, du-dum, it's, du-dum. Not, it's, just
2: not. <laughs> it's like the autobomb, man. Free for all in Florida. I mean, Florida is crazy. Uh, just a reminder. Anybody want to speak on our um, Twitter space? Go ahead and request a speak. I'll add you to it. I see. Kripa on there. Kripa more than happy to take your take on, on today's game. Juno, you're on there as well. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, you know, next week I'm, I'm looking at, uh, at, at, Texas state next week. And uh, maybe this is me taking it for granted that we've beat Texas state. I mean, we never lost to them in football. So maybe it's me feeling overconfident about going into San Marcus next week and, and kicking their butts. But then you look at the fact that we lost to freaking ULM and I don't think we're a good enough football team to anticipate a win against Texas state next week. Uh, so and then, and you add on top of that. I mean, we are famous for for teams break, breaking streaks against us. I mean, you think of Western Kentucky, you think of Coastal Carolina, and now now we're going into Texas State, who has never beaten us. That scares me a little bit too, because that's a little extra motivation for them. Jerry, are you worried going into Texas State next week? I'm not.
3: I'm not. Um, because I just feel like it, look, it's 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 this game can determine your season, and really if. If the guys really want it that badly, they're going to go out there and get it done. I mean, there's nothing that's beyond my control. It's beyond any of our control. The guys just have to go out there, have a good week of practice. And if they're hungry enough to win it, they'll take care of business. And look, Texas State, they're already at the point where their season's pretty much done. Next Saturday, in spite of wins or losses, next Saturday is their last game. So we have something to play for. They don't, other than pride. Um, so for us, I, am I scared? No, because I think our guys are going to get it done. And you know what, if they don't get it done, then, you know, it is what it is. But if they're hungry enough to do it, they will do it. So, you know, I, I, that's beyond my control. Uh, and, and of course I would love for them to get it done because I think this team deserves a bowl game, but that's up to them. That's up to them. They're the ones that will determine that fate. I think we
2: need it. I think we as a program need this win we need to get it and again i don't know what the bowl picture looks like so i don't know if six and six is good enough to get us in a bowl i would assume we're going to get in but but the point is i feel like it's crucial for us to win next week from a recruiting standpoint from a morale standpoint for players thinking about entering the portal standpoint i think this is a bigger game than than i anticipated going into the end of the season josh what are your thoughts about going into uh, texas state next week
0: if they were fighting for bowl, a uh, bowl berth, I would be terrified. And also, does anybody believe in being due? Because they're so due against us. Uh, they're not a scrub team. I mean, they beat App State, which I understand is not the App State victory of old, but they still beat a good, I mean, a quality team. Uh, but no, I, I think, like Jerry said, their season's basically done. So what are they really playing for? I know it's some pride at this point, but I think I think we're just – We're we're more talented than they are at this point. And I really don't see them playing all that inspired football because, you know, what are they exactly playing for? I don't know. Maybe it's senior night for them. Maybe that matters. I don't know. Um, Am I worried about it? No. Can we lose the game? Of course we can. Uh, But I don't expect to lose. I don't I'm not particularly worried about the game. Not like I was a few years ago. Like there was a time a few years ago where I thought for sure like the streak was over. Uh, but I don't I don't think that this year. So no, I'm not worried.
2: Maybe it's just my CDS coming back. I don't know. It just I, I have a worked. touch of it.
0: I, I have a touch of it. So I get it. I'm with you on that.
3: I mean, it's it's crossed my mind. Like it has crossed my mind after the game against Troy. Like, could we go to Texas State? Because the way after beating Georgia Southern, we kind of knew that our season was going to be determined in San Marcos. I mean, we all kind of knew going into Florida State, it would take a miracle to pull it off. But it all came true. And, and, and I'm not, the reason why I'm not as worried is that I think the way you salvage this season, the, the, the players have to be the ones to step up. They're the ones that have to salvage it. You know, we as fans can talk about it. We can discuss it here on this platform. We can talk about it in the bars, at the restaurants, at our homes, but until the the actual players go out and, and, and execute on the field, that's that's what salvages it because it shows that they want to to get it done they want to win that game they want to finish strong and I know coach Dez has alluded to that a few times like look we want to give the fans something to be proud of and these guys want to finish strong they're still hitting practice hard even up to those up till this week so they're hungry if they're hungry the result it's like if you study for a test you study hard enough that the answers the test is going to answer itself you know, because you're prepared. I think that's where we are. Um, and, and one thing that was great today, if you want to talk about a big victory, no major injuries, no major injuries. I didn't see anybody. I'm Josh. I don't know if you saw something at the game, no major injuries. So we should, you know, of course the tragic thing with Ben, but outside of that, as far as who played today and who's going into next week, I mean, I would think our depth chart should look very similar. So I think if I remember correctly,
2: and I have to go back and look in the in the Twitter um, account, but I think there, they did make mention that one of our linebackers was on the sideline in a sling uh, in yes. the late third quarter, early fourth quarter, but I don't remember who it was. But I think that was the only injury that, that we had this game, right, Josh?
0: I think that's correct. Also, uh, there, did, there was some shuffling on the offensive line. So I don't know if it was just I, – I know that Hudson went to right guard. I don't know if there was an injury that we missed or if they were just trying some stuff out, but uh, dirty Dave did move over to right guard. And I, I don't know if Jackson went to center or if they, I'm not Jackson, Jax Harrington went to center or if they pulled him or if he got hurt or what, but that did change in the game.
2: Yeah. Well, all I know is again, uh, next week is huge. We got to get that win. We got to get some momentum going into the offseason next year. So uh, a, a win next week, a bowl win would be nice. Uh, I don't care who we go, where we go. You can send me to the Bahamas or Bahama Bowl or Independence Bowl or wherever bowl, and I'll take it at this point. I want to see some more football. It's crazy to believe. Dude, doesn't it feel like yesterday we blinked and we were starting this this season, and all of a sudden, like now we're talking about the last game of the year? It just feels like it just went so fast this year. Is it just me?
0: No, now we're finding ways to not talk about sports we don't want to talk about. So what are we going to do for two months? It's like... (laughs) You know, how do we We're gonna gonna do here, my though?
2: trivia show? We're going to have a, a Raging Cajun trivia. We're yes. going to do that. We're going to preview next year's roster. We're going to talk about baseball. Hey, uh, by the
0: way, speaking of that, I know this is a little bit off topic, but shout out to volleyball. They they went down against Texas State yesterday, played hard, did win a set. Well, I think they won the second set. Uh, but Texas State is ridiculously good. So shout out to a good effort, good season, and uh, maybe having a conversation with – a representative
2: from the team soon. Man, that'll be fun. I think they're going to be crazy good next year. Next season is going to be fun to watch with the uh, volleyball team.
3: They're on the up and up. They're on the up and up. The atmosphere in OK Long has been a lot more fun. And uh, volleyball has actually been very exciting for us over the last few seasons. Coach Gray has them going in the right direction. Um, no, to answer your question, Nick, a football season's always like that. It's always in a, at a sort of like you, you talk about week one. And then every week just kind of follows on top of the other. And before you know it, here we are uh, less than a week away from Thanksgiving and you start hearing the Christmas songs and then bowl season. Um, if there's anything that I think selfishly speaking, like I want to win next week because of the fact that it gives us more content for the next two weeks after that to talk about a bowl game. Um <laughs> And I think I want to say if we go into a bowl game, it'll probably be what like right before Christmas. So that's a good two and a half to three weeks of of material we have. So just for just for us, just for raging review, go win on Saturday so we have something to talk about in the next three weeks. That's what I'm talking. It's all about raging review. Screw yeah. everything else. <laughs> everything else, the standard of the program. and eh, whatever. Do it for uh, us, Crippa. Do it for us, Crippa.
2: You, uh, you're you're good to go. Before you before you speak though, I want to ask you: Are you you're in Houston, right? Am am I correct in in saying that you're in in the Houston, Texas area?
4: No, I, I was from 2010 through through 2020, no more than we moved back in October of 2020
2: oh, to man. New Orleans. I'm disappointed because I moved to yes. <laughs> I moved to Houston, so I was going to invite you to come do the video pod one weekend, but uh, right, right. too bad. Well, yeah,
4: we crossed paths.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, what's on your okay, mind, so man?
4: Obviously, I. I listen in post game, just I like to put the uh, AirPods in and just listen in any kind of extended coverage of UL football is good extended coverage. And I think you guys did a good job. So I just want to make that clear. Um, we're driving back to Biloxi, stay tonight and I got my wife with me. So I decided, you know, I, I guess I'll chime in and just throw a few pointers because I was at the game, uh, sat right in front of Josh and his wife and uh, a few friends of mine. So I'll just make a few points and I'll hang up and just let y'all take over from here. So point number one, I, I see my buddy, Kevin, I played ball with, uh, that's listening in and uh, former tight end. I, we all remember him as making the, uh, the famous catch against the University of Houston to go ahead and beat uh, Houston with Kevin Cobb and company back in 2006. So my, a shout out to Kevin, just want to let him know that, listen, all of us former players, we like to make one big road trip a game a year. Last year was Texas. This year was Florida State. So we like to have guys like Kim, Derek Morrell, and all the other guys just kind of be a part of that. I think that's a great tradition that we can carry forward going, um, you know, going into uh, the 23 season. It's a lot of fun. My wife and I and others, Scott Hayes and a lot of uh, other guys, we had a great time on this road trip. So it's just something that we could definitely talk about in the offseason. Uh, point number two. I thought overall, offensive line play played very well. And and listen, that's just from my perspective, from what I saw. I know if you were to go back and review the tape, maybe you see things a little bit differently. But I think overall, offensive line play, it's it's not what I expected. I thought we overcame expectations, and I thought we did well in the trenches. Uh, Point number three, I I thought, I I really believe Chandler Fields was, I, I think the rust was evident if you look at that first possession and, and that was a killer that first possession because you get a nice run on first down you go in second and three and he takes a sack when he rolls out to his left when all you got to do is just throw the ball away but then again you know you set yourself up at third and ten and really the drive is just done at that point and that that was just a killer to start the, tr- the really to start the game off and um, you know, you, you, can't, you can't just allow that in a game against uh, in, in this kind of magnitude against Florida State where you have to overcome those type of mistakes. And you, you cannot just set yourself up in those type of positions. You, it's just too tough. Dude. It's a too big of a hurdle to overcome. Um, point number three or four, I've already lost count. I, I really believe we should have taken more shots down the field with Jordan Jefferson and John Stevens along the outside. And big targets along with, as well as Peter LeBlanc. To me, I think that was our only chance, and we didn't do enough of that. I think the one time I really took a shot with George, with, with Michael Jefferson. I, I, I'm sorry if I said George Jefferson, Michael Jefferson. Yeah, one the one shot we took with Michael Jefferson uh, going towards the north end zone, where it set us up in the goal line situation, where we came across, we came across, we came away with three points. You know, he was able to come away with um, with the completion. I think you know using those big targets was our best bet to have success in this game. I don't think we did enough of that. But overall, I thought I thought we played well in the trenches with the opposite line play. And, you know, I think the point that was made between uh, – it was either Nick or Jerry with the injuries. You know, we came across healthy, came away healthy going against Texas State. And, you know, the one way you can salvage this season is you get the big win and go 6-6. Six six and I think this program could really use a bowl berth you know, to conclude the season. I think that can go a long way with the fans. So, but overall, listen, I I had a great time. I had a great experience. I really did. I was glad I made the trip. We're heading to Biloxi to stay tonight, tonight. Uh, But to Terry's point uh, earlier, by giving Mike a chance, giving him more time, you know, I I will add on to that. Just give him an opportunity to have a signing class and see what he could do in the offseason because he was able to get a lot of big commits early on. I know we've had a few mishaps with a few decommitments but I think overall it's still going to be a big signing class and let, let's see what he can do going forward in the years to come and you know I'm, I'm excited about the program and with that I'll leave it back to you guys and I'll just listen in thanks for the
3: opportunity thank you for calling in and safe travels to you buddy
0: all right guys have a good one thanks, thanks Chris I actually agree with everything Chris just said number one the experience was awesome kind of like we started the show with number two I thought all things considered, the offensive line played fine. Uh, you know, and we we kind of touched on that early, but I think that they played just fine. All things considered, especially against probably the first—I mean, that's the best front seven we've seen. I don't know, three years. They were better than Texas, that's for sure. More athletic, um, and I think that Chandler was. I think the intention was to take a few shots early. We underthrew a couple of uh, a couple of balls. One to Johnny Lumpkin. One to, I think it was Peter LeBlanc. Don't quote me on that. But I think in the second half, he just let it, he aired it out a little bit, and our guys were able to run under it. And Mike Jefferson just made plays. Uh, they left him one on one, and Florida State is known for playing that press coverage. We took advantage of it a little bit more in the second half. Chandler made better throws. Uh, I, I, that's the way I see it, at least. I think he made a better deep throws, and we, you know, John Stevens caught a few, or at least one, uh, and Mike caught a few. So I think he's 100% right on all that, uh, and it was good to see Cribb. I hadn't seen him in a while. The 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 fan turnout, it was cool. And Kevin, of course, he made made mention of Kevin. I see Kevin all the time now. See him at legend, see him at the game. He's one of our our best listeners. So love that Kevin's in the space. Kevin's always awesome to see in person and, and hang out and talk football with. So shout out to Krippa, shout out to Kevin.
3: KB's a good guy, man. I, I have to say, um, Josh, you know, you, you were talking about the fan, the fan interaction. How about the Florida State fans? Were they pretty? They were pretty hospitable.
0: Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, as far as like P5, true road games, I can't tell you that we've come across a better fan base. They were great. Uh, Catherine goes to the restroom. She's gone for 20 minutes. She comes back and she says, these, these girls from Florida State were telling me that my hair is beautiful and they wanted to braid my hair. I said, first of all, y'all are weird. Why? why did? How did that even occur? But anyway, she said that they had a conversation for, you know, however long and they hung out, essentially, you know, strangers from Florida State. Everybody that I saw was very kind, polite. The first the, the, the concession experience cheaper and much faster than Cajun Field. And you're talking about 65 to 70,000 people just saying. So that was great. They had great merchandise on the inside. If you're a Florida State fan, I, I really have nothing bad to say. Their tailgate lineup was great. The way they had it all laid out campus was real clean it was nice it was newer uh in in college town like perry mentioned to you guys we we should check out college town that was nice a little bit newer similar to perkins row we we kind of talked about that some cool places to hang out and eat sports bars restaurants all that stuff it was great, man. I have absolutely nothing negative to say about the the uh, the experience in Tallahassee.
3: And, you know, pardon my ignorance, but, like, I didn't know that Florida A&M was right next to Florida State. I didn't realize they were literally, like, lined up right against each other. Like, their stadium is, like, five minutes away from Doe Campbell. I, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, we didn't really run into any A&M fans, or Florida A&M fans, and I don't know if they're off today or if they're in another – Town or city playing their game, but it wasn't like an overwhelming crowd I, we didn't even see the university so didn't really have much of a experience with that but yeah it's literally right there it's not like a southern lSU situation where you know it's literally across town they' they're on top of each other but you know we didn't go on that side
2: yeah um Chris mentioned I think on Twitter earlier in in the day about um, about Florida State playing our fight song and pregame or something like that and that gave me memories back of Nebraska. Uh, I don't remember why I was with the team for Nebraska, but I remember Scott Prather being on the bus. I was on the team bus, and like you go to Nebraska, and and of course we got our butt whipped because we were we were not great at that time. But we we were on the team bus. And like all everybody, first of all, all of Nebraska is super nice. All of their fans were super nice. The worst thing somebody did to us as we're on the team bus pulling into the stadium was going. And that was the most trash talk we had was a thumbs down from a Nebraska fan in the team bus rolling into the stadium. So I guess this kind of when, when he made that that tweet about them playing the pregame. Um the pregame UL fight song and and Nebraska does that too it kind of gave me memories back in in the Nebraska days.
3: Tennessee it was, does it,
2: that.
0: It was weird. It caught me off guard because their fans or their band was on the on the field and I started hearing the the Cajuns fight song and and it started looking around like is that us or and it was actually I mean, Catherine who said <laughs> their band is playing our fight song I was like oh that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah but ten, ten, the only Tennessee the only amount right.
0: of heckling that we saw was there was just one guy like eight stories up on a, a, it was almost like a dorm, but like a student living area. He was on the balcony, he had a shirt off saying, Whoa, you know, that, that was it.
3: That That's kind of, you know, when, when you're able to go to other places, especially power five schools, one thing you always wonder is like, are the fans going to look down on you or are they going to treat you well? And most of my experience has always been that way. We went When we went to Tennessee, um, like I mentioned, their band played our fight song and their fans were very hospitable as well and were very welcoming. That was when I was a student manager back in 07. Of course, Des was the quarterback. But, you know, it's, it's funny because you, you see all of these games on TV, you know, Doe Campbell, we've seen them on national television, and then you get to experience it firsthand. And it makes sense, besides their winning traditions, of why... These broadcast networks like to televise those games, not just because of the quality of their team, but the welcome, just that welcoming atmosphere of their fan base. I'm sure um, those broadcasters go and they always talk about, well, they, they treated me to this or they invited me to this tailgate and this and that. And so as Cajun fans, that's one thing I always enjoy when we play a power five school is to experience that ourselves and see it ourselves. And I got to experience that as a student manager when we went to South Carolina, as well as, as Tennessee
2: yeah and i'll just say i um i had every intention before i realized that we had an 11 o'clock game every single intention of going to the texas a&m game today and wearing app state gear swear to god i was gonna do it and if you <laughs> saw if you would I, I don't know josh i know you haven't seen it jerry i don't know if you kind of caught glim- glimpses of that game they oh i probably retweet-
3: had they probably had twelve thousand fans in that stadium no i, mean- I retweet go 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 on our Rager Review Twitter and somebody did a panorama of the crowd right at the the opening of the second half, the kickoff of the second half. There were less people, I guarantee you, there were less people in that stadium than our game against Troy. Wow. I kid you not. And, and <laughs> if you go on Rager Review's Twitter, it'll say, if anybody's concerned about our attendance, we can always beat Texas A&M. Yeah, I would have totally.
2: I got I got a whole App State shirt in my closet, ready for today. Um, unfortunately, didn't get to troll the uh the Aggies. Um, they troll themselves though with their play lately. Uh, but going back to what Chris said, look, um, Chandler again. Chandler got better as the game went on. He had like you mentioned, Josh. He had two wide open receivers. He had a receiver and a blocker. He could have ran for fifty yards and and just totally missed that pass. Um, again. We we had a it was uh,
0: Nick that was the epitome of that game. I know you got two two wide open receivers. Obviously something went haywire there, but the only place you can throw it to miss both receivers, he found it. Yeah, and that that was like the low point I think. But it's <laughs> like you you had to try to throw it between the guys. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It was just, it was one of those
2: days. And then he followed that back up by having a wide open receiver at the goal line, then throws it to the back of the end zone at double coverage, and I'm like,
3: "What?" I was screaming. My poor dog hid from. Are you talking about out. the Aaron Rodgers play? Yes. Oh my! He walks into man. the end zone, man. Yeah, in the flat. But but you know, again, first half jitters. I, I I I allude that to the fact that he was just trying to get adjusted. He looked a little nervous those first few drives. There was some place he could have thrown the ball out of bounds. Took a sack instead. Yeah, look. I, you, you, he's going to look at that on film tomorrow and probably want to pull his hair out. I'm sure again, he gets a full week of practice this week. I don't expect that type of first half performance in Sam Marcus. And also to, again, they're not, I, we have to really implode to allow Texas state to, to go 21 skunk on us in, in the first quarter. I don't see it happening, but our offensive line to Krippa's point, don't y'all wish our offensive line would have played like that. The first half of the season with, with what they've done now,
0: how did I, this stuff I think, miss? I think that they've grown up a lot since then, though. So I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I think that they've improved, and it, they needed those failures to get to where they are now. I think, but to chant like talking about Chandler, I'm not worried about Chandler. Look, he he didn't I, he missed some guys. Don't get me wrong, but zero picks, zero picks is important to me. We can win with Chandler at, at quarterback.
2: I know the point you're trying to make. And look, that wasn't a bash at Chandler. I'm just, the the point I was trying to make with my comments about him missing open receivers is that he didn't do that in the second half. He got better as the game went on. He settled down. He settled into the role. And that gives me confidence going into Texas state. Uh, Look, I I expected, I don't want to say I ever expect a loss, but I just felt like this matchup was not good at all. Coming into this game. I had no confidence. Um, uh, and, and obviously it played out as I thought, unfortunately, but, but like you, like Kripa said, like you said, our lines played better. They played well. I think we got beat because one, we were undersized at the linebacker spot. And I mean, most linebackers are undersized when you, when you're compared to six, six tight ends and wide receivers. So we just got bullied, uh, at the point of uh, the point of attack when, when they were hitting, uh, our players. But I, I don't know, man. I just, I, everything scares me this season. I I am confident we're going to go in San Marcos next week. In fact, I may make the trip because it's only a couple of hours from here, but it still scares me because it scares me. And I, I guess CDS is settling in. Terry, you did it to me, man. I forgot about CDS until you mentioned it the other day.
1: Hey, man, I'm sorry. Like it's a disease that's rubbed off on me ever since we played Florida my sophomore year. I was like, that's when it happened. That's when I fully got CDS. Sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, man, that was tough. I remember I was living in a one-bedroom apartment in, in Baton Rouge, of all places, and I actually had um, Purple and Gold fans texting me going, why did y'all lose? We were pulling for you. And I was like, bullshit. Y'all weren't pulling for us. You never pull for us, but whatever, man. Um, yeah, that was that was a heartbreaker. But, you know, things happen. Um, Josh, uh, so one of my, one of our buddies are, is asking, are you staying in Florida? Joshua, are you staying in Florida tonight? What are your plans?
0: If you can hear me, I am, I'm going to be in Pensacola a little bit later.
2: John Karam, he is going to be in Pensacola. So John, super John, the, the former, uh, you know, world famous DJ, uh, well, world famous in Lafayette, uh, is, is now I think running a uh a leasing company out in destin or, or
3: somewhere. somewhere around there so uh he's in navarre beach navarre beach so he might be right a free the road. place to stay we'll see i don't know <laughs> he's like he's josh he'll be like 15 20 minutes down the road from you
2: man there you go navarre beach he confirmed it so you might be staying for free on the beach tonight we'll see what he can do for you yeah um, we hung out with
0: john at the last home game it was a good time good to see that's john right. as always. good man
2: it's always good seeing john That's right. All right. Final thoughts from you guys. I know it's, uh, we usually go a little bit longer, but it is early afternoon, which is weird. I know we got things we got to do. I know Catherine's got some more bad driving to do this afternoon. Uh, Jerry, your thoughts, (laughs) final thoughts for today's game. Looking forward to, uh, to next week.
3: You know, in the first half, it was uh, CDS at its finest, you know, the whole world's rotten everything's going to, you know, going to, you know what, but in the second half, the team didn't quit. They didn't give up. They played hard. And again, I feel confident going into next week by the way we finished. Obviously, we came up short on the scoreboard. You're playing one of the hottest teams in America right now. Uh, I, I appreciate the effort. I think there are some things we do need to clean up going into Texas State. But I think they're they're easily fixable. Uh, if this team, again, if this team wants to go to a bowl game, they will earn their spot next week. Uh, like you said, Nick, it's huge for this program to keep momentum going and finish on a winning note. I want to finish this season seven and six, seven and six. Isn't, isn't sexy per se, but seven and six is a winning season. And that'll continue the streak of a non-losing season dating back to 28, 2017, 2018. So have a good week of practice, celebrate Thanksgiving, don't eat too much Turkey, get the job done against Texas state. Let's go bowling overall. Um, Josh safe travels. My friend we will see you when you get back and uh, looking forward to uh, discussing uh, the upcoming Match up against Texas State later this week. Josh, still giving directions on how to drive on the damn highway. Josh, final thoughts
2: before we take on Texas State next week. Get
0: back behind the wheel. I'll be safe. I'll be safe as soon as I get back behind the wheel. But uh, final thoughts. Um, I hate losing. I hate losing like that. I think we're gonna beat Texas State. We got a full week of preparation without, you know, any question unless there's an injury, obviously, but there's, we know who's going to be the starting quarterback. We know game plan. We know everything. So there's no reason why we can't go to San Marcus and, and get our six and six and go try to get into a bowl game. Not much to say about this game. We got, we got our ass beat. I mean, that's just the bottom line.
2: <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, we could talk about whether or not we play him early in the season, late in the season. I think, I think they're just that good this season. Appreciate you boys as always. It wasn't fun during the game, but post-game, as always, is fun. Thanks to all the listeners who tried and did. Terry, Crippa, everyone else listening in, I appreciate you all. Watching on all the streams, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Until next week, boys. You know, Have a good one. Go Cajuns.